Third Man Walking. As I mentioned in the last episode, I'm going to be doing mid-month episodes now. This is the first of those. And these will generally be shorter episodes that just focus on session reviews. And they're supposed to be short, I say that, but I played a pretty interesting session today with a bunch of cool hands. So this may end up being about the same size as a usual episode. So let's jump right into it. It's September 17th, 2021, and I show up to the casino today and sit down at a 510 table. I'm down a few hundred dollars after a couple hours. When I pick up ace queen of spades in the low jack seat, I raise the $35 and the hijack re-raises to $110. It folds back to me. Now, I don't know this player. I only have a couple hours of sample with him. He has not put in a ton of three bets in those first couple hours, but obviously I have a pretty strong hand. I will not be folding ace-queen suited to a re-raise here. So I do make the call. There's $230 in the pot heading to the flop, which comes jack four three with two spades. So I have two overcards and the nut flush draw here with ace-queen of spades. I check and my opponent bets 100. I think generally this is not a spot where I wanna have tons of raises. I don't think my opponent necessarily knows this, but I'm not going to be raising and then calling a three bet with pocket fours or pocket threes. So the only really strong hand I can have is pocket jacks. And of course my opponent also can have pocket jacks himself along with all the over pairs, which I do not have at 100% frequency since I would have four bet some of them. So my opponent has a pretty big advantage here with his range. So I just call. Now there's $430 in the pot heading to the turn, which is an offsuit five. So in addition to the flush draw, I also have a gut shot straight draw. Any deuce will make me a straight. Again, the board is jack four, three, five with two spades. I check and my opponent bets 275. This is a $1,500 cap game. So I count down my stack. I have $1,280 at this point. And I think it's actually pretty close between calling and moving all in. And I say it's close because I don't expect my opponent to be massively out of line, given that he has not three bet much and that he's put in bets on the flop and turn. I do think he could have ace-king here. And if I can shove and get ace-king to fold, that would be great. Um, however, I do think I'm just going to be up against an overpair a lot and we'll just have to run out of river and see what happens. But the math is such here that if I'm ever getting folds when I shove, and I think I am, some percentage of the time, whether that's with ace-king or some smaller pair that my opponent overplayed, then shoving pretty much has to be a good play. So I do end up going all in. My opponent tanks forever and ends up calling with pocket kings. We run out two rivers. I do not improve on either of those rivers. And so I'm stuck about $2,000. A bit later, I get moved to 5-10-20. I play there for about an hour and then get moved to a main game of 5-10-20, which I'm told is actually playing as 10-20-40. So a pretty big game, and I start to pick up some interesting hands. In this first one, the button limps, which he does a lot. The big blind completes for 40, and I have pocket jacks in the straddle and raise to $240. The button calls, and the big blind folds. So we're going heads up to a flop, me in the straddle with jacks against the button, there's $525 in there, and it comes jack 6-5 rainbow, giving me top set. So great spot to be in, and I think it's a good spot to bet because 
My opponent can have a bunch of strong hands here, certainly can have pocket sixes, certainly can have pocket fives, can also have something like eight, seven or nine, eight that might peel to a bet. So I bet $250 and my opponent calls. So there's 1025 in the pot now. The turn is the ace of spades, creating a backdoor flush draw. And now I have about $3,700 behind and want to bet sizes such that I can get all in on the river. So I bet $800, hoping that my opponent has a pretty strong hand, pocket fives, pocket sixes, maybe ace six suited, ace five suited, something like that. And my opponent does call. So now there's 2625 in the pot and the river is an offsuit 10. So now the board is jack, six, five, ace, 10. And again, I have pocket jacks. I jam for $2,900 and my opponent tanks for quite a while and folds ace jack face up. So he made top two pair on the turn, found the fold on the river, which is pretty frustrating. He's a recreational player, but a pretty tight, cautious recreational player and might be the only recreational player in the entire casino who would have made that fold. So kudos to him for finding the fold there, but it's a little bit frustrating to not get paid off. In this next hand, the low jack raises to $140. And this player has been raising a lot of hands. I have queen jack of hearts next to act. So in the hijack. And so I think in a lot of situations, this could be a call, but with a very active opener in the low jack and with a few players behind me who are capable of squeezing, I like just going ahead and three betting myself. So I re-raise to $450. Now the button who is a recreational player cold calls, which is a little bit odd. And I think when he does this, he's gonna have a lot of pairs and suited Broadway hands. It folds back to the original razor who also folds. So now I'm heads up against the button, which isn't exactly what I anticipated. I have queen jack of hearts, there's 1100 in the pot and the flop comes king five five with two diamonds. So nothing there for me on that flop, but it's a good flop for my range. I will have pocket kings here. I will have pocket aces here. I will have ace king here. And because I have such a tight image most of the time, my opponents just think I have those hands always anyway. So I bet $450 into 1100 and my opponent calls. So now there's $2,000 in the pot and the turn is an offsuit 10, giving me an open-ended straight draw. Now I could be drawing dead here against a hand like pocket tens. My opponent also could just have a king, which he probably won't fold, but I think with this particular opponent, he can probably have some ace high hands and he can certainly have hands like pocket eights that don't really like this 10 and will probably find a fold if I keep my foot on the gas here. My opponent has only about $2,200 left. So that's a little bit more than pot. I shove all in and my opponent folds and would later tell me that he had pocket sixes. In this next hand, I'm in the low jack with pocket jacks again. I raise to $110 and it folds to the button, who's a tight aggressive player. He re-raises to $350. Folds back to me and I call. So there's 760 in the pot heading to the flop. I have pocket jacks and it comes eight, five deuce with the eight and deuce of diamonds. I do have the jack of diamonds. I check my opponent bets $250, about a third of the pot. And I don't think there's a great case for raising here. So I just call. So now there's 1260 in the pot and the turn is the Jack of Spades 
creating a backdoor spade draw. So I have top set now. I check it over to my opponent, and he bets $1,025. And after briefly having a party in my head, I realized this is actually a pretty tricky spot because I started the hand with about $7,000. So at this point, I have about $6,400 behind. So I think, can I raise here to a size that is not all in? Like, does it make any sense to raise to say $2,800 here and leave $3,600 behind on the river? And I quickly conclude that that is kind of silly. So my options here are really to call or to jam all in. So I don't want to jam here and chase my opponent away. But on the other hand, on a board like eight, five, deuce, jack, with now two flush draws, diamonds, and spades, I think a lot of times the river is going to be some sort of card that either scares my opponent into not betting the river anyway, or improves him to a hand that beats me, which is not my primary concern at this point, but which is certainly a factor. So I'm thinking about shoving, and I think, okay, eight, five, deuce, jack, with two flush draws, I could have a hand like 10, nine of diamonds here. I could also have a hand like ace, queen of spades that peeled against my opponent's very small flop bet, and now picked up the nut flush draw on the turn. There are, in other words, a lot of draws I can have. And if my opponent has a hand like, say, aces or kings without the relevant suits, he might feel that it's pretty likely I have one of those draws and call my shove, even though jamming for $6,400 is a pretty big bet at this point. So I do end up shoving, and it would seem that my opponent did not have those types of hands as he quickly folds. A bit later, we're playing a $100 bond pot. I have 8-5 offsuit. And there's seven of us heading to a flop, which comes seven, six, four rainbow. So I have the stone nuts and I'm in the straddle position. The small blind leads for $200 and it folds to me. So the small blind is betting $200 into a little bit less than 700. So less than a third of the pot. And it's on me with the stone nuts. Now I'm tempted to raise here, but one reason I don't like raising in this particular spot is because the opponent who's leading for $200 only has about $1,600 back. Everyone else behind him has a much deeper stack than that. And this is the kind of board 764 that in my experience, people play quite badly in bomb pots. They overvalue hands like say 65 or 87 that have a pair and a straight draw. And I might get one of my opponents behind me to raise, which could create a really, really big pot with the nuts. So I do just call and unfortunately, my plan does not come to fruition as the cutoff only calls and everyone else folds. So now there's 1195 in the pot and the turn is the eight of hearts, which is pretty annoying. So seven, six, four, eight, and now there are two hearts out there as well. The small blind bets $400. And I think that raising now would be overplaying my hand. It's pretty obvious that I could have at least a five if I did that. So I do just call and the cutoff calls as well. So 2395 in the pot heading to the river, which is an offsuit deuce. So a good card for me, and I do think my 8-5 should at least be chopping the pot here. My opponent in the small blind now jams for $1,320. I call, and the cutoff folds, and I end up chopping with pocket fives. So a little bit annoying that my opponent gets there, but I do 
at least get lucky on the flop in this bomb pot and chop this one up. So I'm up about $1,500 or something for the day at this point and play one last big hand. So here there's a post, which means there's a new player who's come to the table. He's posted 40 in the hijack seat. I'm the low jack with ace eight of spades and raised to $150. The poster calls in the hijack, the cutoff calls, and the small blind also calls. So four ways to a flop, 655 in the middle, and it comes ace, nine, eight, rainbow. So I have top and bottom pair. The small blind checks to me, so I often bet pretty small on flops multi-way, but this time I'm gonna size up just a little bit, make it 350 into 655. The hijack folds, the cutoff calls, and the small blind calls. So now we're going three ways to a turn with 1705 in the pot, and it's the jack of spades. So I pick up the nut flush draw in addition to my top and bottom pair. So ace, nine, eight, jack with now two spades, and I have ace, eight of spades. The small blind checks, I bet $1,000 here. Knowing that I could be behind at this point, it does make sense for either opponent to have ace-jack, I think. And either of them could also have queen-ten. But I still like betting. My hand's very strong. Even if they have one of those hands I just mentioned, ace-jack or queen-ten, I still have outs to a full house or a flush. And there's a lot of worse hands they can have, a lot of ace-x, and also jack-ten, which is the most obvious straight draw that either of them could have on the flop. Now made a pair in addition to the straight draw. So if either of them has jack 10, they're probably not going to be folding that. So I do bet $1,000 and again, both players call. So now there's 4705 in the pot and the river is an offsuit king. So now the board is ace, nine, eight, jack, king. The small blind checks, and I think I might be running out of value here. I don't think this king changes much really ever. But I think, okay, if I bet here, is ace-10 going to call again? Probably not. My best hope to get called if I bet is that one of my opponents has a worse two pair than I have, 9-8 or jack-9 or something like that. But I think that even though I'm ahead quite a bit here, there's not a ton of value in betting at this point. So I do check, and now the cutoff bets $1,000, and the small blind calls. So it's back to me, and this is pretty annoying at this point, but there's... Now, 6705 in the pot, it's a thousand more to call. My opponents can have weird two pairs, most of which will be worse than mine. And so, although I think it's possible I'm behind one of them at this point, if not the cutoff, then the small blind, who is the very tight player who folded ace jack earlier, I do think the price is so good, a thousand to win 7700, that I just have to call with a hand this strong. So, I do make the call, and it turns out I'm actually in third place. The cutoff shows ace-king, which really surprises me since he didn't put in the three-bet preflop. So he made top two pair on the river. And the small blind shows pocket eights for a flop bottom set that did not raise the flop. So a bit of a cooler flop and a bit of a cooler run out, and I end up losing my last big pot of the day. So I end up winning slightly at 10-20-40, but not enough to erase my losses at 5-10 for the day. So I end up down about $1,300 in total. Pretty interesting group of hands though, and I'll be back at it again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Third Man Walking. You can find me on Twitter at Third Walking or via email at thirdmanwalkingpodcast at gmail.com.